Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hit and Run podcast, where conversation collides. My name is Robbie Alexander, and I am joined, as always, by... Natalie Dunn. It is the season of summer, the yes. season of warmth, and s'mores, and hot dogs, and lakes. Not in St. Louis, but probably <laughs> not in Columbus either. Do you guys have a lot of lakes in Columbus? Not nearly as many as we have in Michigan. Either There's way. like a few, but it's it's not the same. You're looking for a body of water in these, <laughs> these warm, warm months, but you're also now looking for the Hit and Run podcast. That's right. We're coming to you with a short five episode, but very special summer season of Hit and Run. The way the seasons were falling this year, we weren't really going to have any episodes in the summer. And we also want to make sure Nat had enough time to get her wedding all figured out in the fall and then, you know, recover from the wedding. <laughs> so we we decided to do this short five episode season in between seasons three and five. This is technically season four, but we're coming at you with s'more Hit and Run. <laughs> That's right. It's just as tasty as those those campfire treats as well. And as as I'm sure you all are aware, this isn't attempt number one. This is actually attempt number two. We had originally recorded this when Nat was in St. Louis in my kitchen. And it's the first time we tried to record with both of us in the same room. And unfortunately, it did not work. Back of the train, who's like, you know, telling you what you're seeing. Like on your right, you'll see the penguins and whatever. So and keep your hands inside the vehicle. We thought it went so well. We thought it went so well in person. And then I went to edit it and it did not go so well. The echo was, it was just unusable. So we're we're going with attempt number two. Luckily, it's a subject that we all know and love. We're going to do the same exact style episode that we had planned. And it was just recapping Natalie's trip to St. Louis because it was a great weekend. At least I had a great weekend. Did you and Sam have a great weekend? We did. We had a great weekend. So what do you think? We just uh, start from the beginning of the trip we'll start uh we'll start yeah, thursday I think we just work our way through all right so thursday i didn't see you guys i didn't see you guys till friday night so this is gonna i mean you just get into it because i was <laughs> cleaning the house thursday night and then i was working all of thursday and all of friday so unless you guys want to know about the wonders of digital marketing i think i think natalie's <laughs> is more interesting <laughs> Well, we left Columbus Thursday morning. We drove through the better part of the day. It's like a, it ended up being about a seven hour drive with some delays for rain and, you know, traffic stopping. We actually, I didn't, I don't think I even told you this. On our way there, we were like probably an hour outside of Columbus and Sam's car has like the GPS on the screen because, you know, he's got a super fancy car. And uh, it was, we were looking and there was an accident ahead of us. You know, it always shows you like an accident on Google Maps and then it'll say like 19 minute delay or whatever. It's color coded. That's what really helps me along. Yeah. So it was red and it was like, oh, there must be an accident. Fuck. And then as we were past it, like about to pass an exit, it like popped up that if we took that exit, it was like 13 minutes faster. And we were like, oh, oh that's weird. Why didn't it automatically do that? But okay. So I like hit it and redirected and we got off the highway. And as we were getting off the highway, the delay changed from like 19 minutes to like an hour and 10 minutes. Oh, Jesus. And we passed it. It was bad. It was backed up for miles. So I'm really glad that we didn't get stuck in that. Could you see the accident? We couldn't see the accident. All we could see was the backup. It was like so far. We were off of the highway for probably 30 minutes going around it. So it was a good distance. Now, was this before or after the rain? Because you guys went through some pretty gnarly rain as well. Yeah, that was before the rain. That was like 
like towards the beginning of the trip. The rain was the last like hour and a half of our drive. So as we were getting closer to St. Louis, we hit some storms. It was pretty bad for a while. Like, I mean, you know, hazards on going like 50 on the highway, couldn't see the car in front of us. Um, not super fun driving. Uh, luckily I was not driving, but wasn't fun for Sam either. So all in all, it took us just over seven hours Um, We got an Airbnb that night and it was a little disappointing because the whole reason we picked this Airbnb was because it had this really pretty garden in the back um, with like a little sitting area and like a fish pond. It was so cute and it was raining the entire time we were staying at the Airbnb so we couldn't like go out and enjoy it. We were like standing at the back door like, well, that would be really nice. Hmm. That looks cool. I know. I feel bad. You guys were very excited about that. I mean, you booked that a while ago, too. Yeah, I was looking forward to it, but it was still a very nice Airbnb. It was a cute little like one bedroom cottage type thing. It was really small, but I mean, it was great for it was essentially a hotel room. Yeah. So we had a really nice dinner that night. We went out to a kind of bougie restaurant and we got some ice cream and just kind of walked around and then hung out, watched a movie, and then we got up the next day and Wait, we went. what movie did you watch? It was some really bad rom-com. It was... Sweet Home Alabama? Because that's my go-to. No, I've seen that one cheesy so many rom-coms. times. It's so good, though. It was uh, Crazy Stupid Love. It has like Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking about. I had never seen it. I was like, well, I've heard that one's good. It's got, you know, how can you go wrong with all those people? It was it was mediocre. It was not very good. It was yeah, kind of weird. Mean, Steve Carell's kind of hit or miss. Now, I love yeah. Steve Carell, but his, his films, it's a lot like Will Ferrell. It's hit or miss. Yeah. And, and you don't know what you're going to get. And there's not usually <laughs> an in-between. You either love it or you're like, mm, I don't know. I would say this movie yes. was pretty in between. Like, I don't think Steve Carell was a bad part of it. Like, I think he did a good job. But the movie itself was just, it had a weird vibe. It had a weird energy. I don't know. Fair. Anyway. So the next day, we spent most of the day in the Forest Park area. We went to um, the St. Louis Art Museum. We went to the St. Louis Science Center. We went and saw the World's Fair Pavilion. We went to the Missouri History Museum. We kind of just drove around the park a little bit. So that was super fun. We went to more museums in that weekend than we I've been to in probably like the last couple of years. So that was really nice. I mean, I, I love museums and, you know, science centers, things like that. So it was super fun. Did you learn anything interesting? Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a couple days now. I really enjoyed the Missouri History Museum. I mean, the whole thing, but especially they had a um, a special exhibit up about the suffragist movement in St. Louis. Yes. And they just had like wall to wall panels of stories about different women from different times and um, different circumstances in sort of the St. Louis area. And it was fascinating. I really enjoyed enjoyed that. I could have stayed in there for hours. I wish that we had gone there earlier in the day, honestly, because we went there. It was kind of like we had another hour or so to kill and we were like, we'll just stop by the Missouri History Museum. We didn't really plan on going there, but we'll just check it out. 
Um, and I wish we'd gone there first, if I'm right. being honest. Like, it was a really nice museum, and I really enjoyed our time there. And that exhibit that you were talking about, the suffragist one, I'm really glad that was still there because that was there last September when we went with Cody. Mm-hmm. And when we were there, I was like, man, like, Nat would love this. So I'm glad you got <laughs> to see that. But yeah, the, the History Museum, I mean, you could spend like two days in there if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Never been to the Art Museum. Uh, Science Center is really cool, too. Yeah. No, we had a really good time. Um, the Art museum was cool i mean sam and i both are kind of like in the same camp of like we really enjoy art and like looking at it but neither of us really know a lot about it so it's hard to like i don't really know what i'm looking at but i enjoy it like i can appreciate it but i feel like i can't really appreciate it you know what i mean like i don't really know i can't look at something and be like ah yes this is from the italian renaissance era but i can look at it and say wow that's really good it's in an art museum so like i, I would hope it's good but you know right it's, <laughs> it's not like you will sit there and analyze and be like oh yes they use this the technique where they took the brush and they wisped it right wisped it ever so slightly <laughs> actually that's how i would analyze a painting so maybe i would stay there for a while <laughs> No, I really enjoyed, um, I'm a big fan of like pottery and ceramics and that sort of like historical art. I mean, they had this really cool um, whole exhibit of like Asian pottery and ceramics. Oh, wow. And um, it was really cool. That was my favorite part of all that we saw. They also had a, a very, it was smaller than I would have liked it to be, but they did have a special exhibit of um, swords and armor. In the art museum? Yes. Dang. Unfortunately, it was only one room, so oh, okay. they only had like still, five swords, but still, it was cool. Is that a permanent exhibit, or is that a rotating I one? I think so. Hmm. Maybe I need to go <laughs> there this weekend. Interesting. But then you came here. And then we came there. And then you came here. It was gross out that Friday, too, which I felt bad, because I know you guys planned on walking around the actual park, and that kind of got nixed as well. Yeah, we couldn't really do a bunch outside, just because it was kind of drizzly all day, but we and had a good cold. time. It was oddly cold your first couple days here as well, mm-hmm. but we, we warmed you up because first things first, we did a house tour. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, our house is saucy, <laughs> but what warmed you up was that delicious Smoking Barrels barbecue. Yes, we finally got to try Smoking Barrels. And did it live up to Cody's hype and my hype, quite frankly? I don't know if it lived up to Cody's hype just because I think Cody's hype was a little unrealistic, like just a little... I think only Cody can love smoking barrels how Cody loves smoking barrels. That's true. Um, I mean, I'm, I'd am i say I'm a close second, but I mean, Cody's <laughs> framing the menu. So Yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far, but it was very good. Now, what did you get again? You got the... I just got ribs. And what did you think? Because that's Cody's go-to. He goes mm-hmm. for the ribs. Yeah. They were really good ribs. I mean, I know we've we talked about a little bit like they were kind of like drier than I would have expected them to be for like amazing ribs, but they were still really good. Like they had super good flavor. Um, I don't think that they were quite as tender as I wanted them to be, but that's not a knock. I think that it's just kind of maybe we caught them on a bad day. I was going to say when when my brother's here, we say Cody a lot. So I'm just <laughs> going to go with my brother sometimes. Switch it up. I don't know what it is. I don't know if they know that he's here and they're like, we got to. <laughs> We got to do it so good today, guys. They're they're delicious all the time, like you just said. But when he's here, I mean, they are like the fall off the bone. Like when you think of the perfect rib, you uh-huh. get that. And it's every time Cody goes. <laughs> 
I'm waiting for him to get the kind of like their normal level rib, which is still delicious, but to see his reaction. Or mm -hmm. maybe, maybe he just likes them so much that he tricks the rest of us into being like, these are so fall off the bone. And then when somebody <laughs> else eats them, I'm like, eh, it's like a placebo maybe. effect. Yeah. Which if that's the case, I guess he's got to live here and uh, just eat ribs every day. Which I don't think he would pose. <laughs> now, Sam discovered something on their menu, and I hate to say this, but something on their menu that's pretty lackluster. Yeah, Sam went for the uh, the three meat combo. So he got ribs. Which he enjoyed. Yes, he did. And then he got pulled pork. Which, which he was disappointed in. <laughs> he was I think disappointed the pulled pork's in, good. But I think that we have unreasonable standards for pulled pork now because Sam has become very into smoking meat. And so, and we made pulled pork not that long ago and it was like amazing. Um, I don't know if we just got lucky or like Sam has this gift that it has been gone undiscovered because we've only literally used the smoker twice. And both times it's been like unbelievably amazing. So unfortunately, I think we've ruined ourselves for like pulled pork because Sam's pulled pork was really good. And now it's like, well, if it can't be as good as Sam's first try, is it good? You know, are you guys a little worried the next time you smoke pulled pork? Like, are you a is, <laughs> specifically Sam? Is he afraid that he'll never get it as good as that first attempt? Or is he pretty confident that, yeah, I'm good at this and I'm going to just keep pushing forward? Forward. I think he's pretty confident just because he did. Okay, so Sam gets really dedicated to things like he gets when he decides he wants to learn how to do something. He like studies it. So before he even got the smoker, he was like learning about smoking meat and like watching tutorials and like reading about it and doing a bunch of research. So I think he went into it a lot more prepared than maybe some people would like on their mm. first try. And I mean, he like he took notes notes while he was doing it the first time so that he could improve upon his process the next time. Good for him. And like, it's all very scientific. He actually found this YouTube channel of a guy who used to be a chemistry teacher and he quit teaching and oh. opened his own like catering business where he like primarily does like smoked meats for like large groups. So he smokes like 20 pork shoulders at a time. He didn't give me that rundown. Oh, I thought he mentioned that. He was telling me about the YouTuber he was watching. I don't think he gave me that much backstory though. Yeah, this guy was super interesting. He's called like the mad scientist chef or something like that. But um, so he's really good at teaching you how to do it. And he also can explain like exactly what's happening to your meat like while it's cooking so it was very a very scientific approach and so Sam knew a lot about this going into it so I think that that kind of contributed to him being so successful the first time so I don't know if he's necessarily worried that it's like it was beginner's luck and it's never going to be that good again um but then again I don't know like maybe it won't ever be like that good again you know Right. Like maybe there was something about it that he just did like perfectly the first time and doesn't know how isn't going to be able to replicate again. Mm -hmm. Maybe it'll never be like that quite that same level, but I'm not worried that it's like going to be terrible the next time, yeah. you know? I mean, chances are better than not that it will get better. True. Especially if he's putting that much care into it. I mean, smoking is like you said, a science and it's also an art. It is. It's also a commitment. Yeah. If you want to do it right, <laughs> there's different. And he kind of explained this. There's different ways to smoke. I mean, if you don't put a lot of time into it, you'll get a subpar product but if you want it done right I mean, it's a, uh, it could be a couple days. Yeah. Well, so the, the third thing that Sam got was brisket and uh, it was, good. it was not good. It looked like um, an old shoe. <laughs> it was really just like 
kind of brown and grayish and not didn't even look very good Mm -hmm. and then it definitely didn't taste very good um was super dry and so we were talking about it like a lot over the weekend about how like brisket is one of the hardest things to smoke it's it's extremely hard to pull off so much so that i never risk it for the brisket (laughs) nor does my dad nor do a lot of people that i know they just Mm -hmm. it's it's so complex and it's so easy to get wrong and more often Often than not, people get it wrong rather than right. Mm-hmm. So I don't even try ordering brisket, like ever. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, I'll get the smoked turkey, the sloppy chicken, the the pork, but I'm not gonna risk it for the brisket. I don't have that courage. <laughs> Well, Sam went for it, and unfortunately, it was a flop. But now he's got to try it himself. But now he's got to try it himself. That's his goal by the end of the summer, is to work his way up to a brisket. Because a brisket is like a two-day thing. It's like a 14-hour cook, and you're supposed to let it rest for eight hours. So you literally have to spend all of Saturday cooking it Mm -hmm. from like noon to midnight, and then eat it for lunch the next day. Like you can't even eat it the same day you cook it. Oh, you gotta let that rest. It's ridiculous, but that's what we're doing at the end of the summer, apparently. You'll have to document that. And we've talked about, we may be making Sam his own (laughs) YouTube channel. Yes. I I can only remember Meet Noob, but there yeah. was a, we we came up with a better part for that. Smoking Sammy. Smoking Sam the Meat Noob. That's what it is. <laughs> Look out for it in your YouTube suggestions. It's coming later this summer. We're going to make Sam a star. <laughs> He hates the meat noob, but I love it. I think it's perfect, especially if you put smoke and Sam in front of it. People will remember it. There's several connotations to that. How are you ever going to see that name and forget it? Right. I think it's endearing. It'll grow <laughs> on him. It'll definitely grow on him. But yes, you, so we gave you that St. Louis style barbecue Friday night, and then we played games, which we'll talk about more towards the end because we played games uh, two of the three nights you were here, and then went to sleep, woke up the next day, and we took you to Courtesy Diner for a good brunch. And Courtesy Mm -hmm. Diner is literally this hole in the wall. When you think of stereotypical diner food, it's Courtesy Diner. It's cash only. It's very affordable. Not knock your socks off, but it's still great. And that's my opinion. What's your opinion? It was quality food for a a $5 omelet. Now, we did find out afterwards, after we ate the the good food, the bathrooms are pretty sketch there. Oh, my God. It was the sketchiest bathroom I've ever been in. And you're the one that discovered it. Yeah, it wasn't even that the bathroom itself was that sketchy. Like, it was, but not like, sketchiest bathroom I've ever been in. It was getting to the bathroom that was really, like, freaky. Um, you had to like go into the kitchen, which there was like a door to the kitchen and you had to go in that way. So it already felt like you were doing something wrong. And then you had to go down some stairs into like their basement. And then you're literally just in an open, like unfinished basement. And I didn't even know they had a basement because when you, the building's so small, I thought it was just like a trailer, like a big trailer. (laughs) Um, and you had to like go down these super sketchy stairs into a big open basement and then... And there's like a bunch of rooms down there that are all like closed and some weird shit. And then um, you have to like look around a corner to find the bathroom. And there's not great lighting down there either. No, it had like a pole string light. 
um, super sketch. So now Natalie came back to the table and told us about this. And I was like, I gotta go check it out for myself. So I like went down <laughs> the basement and kind of was just looking around and I went to go back upstairs and then I noticed just big ass security camera. And I was like, <laughs> well, now this looks sketchy as hell. So I went into the bathroom and fake went to the bathroom. Like I, I stood there for a good 10 seconds. I flushed the toilet. I washed my hands. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if this camera has sound or not. I haven't gotten a call from the authorities, so I think my little charades worked. But yes, Curtis Diner, delicious. And then from there, I took you to my office building, mainly for the free parking in downtown St. Louis. But also while we were there, it's like, you know what? Might as well show you the office building. It was a pretty cool building. It is a very cool building. It's the Globe Building in downtown St. Louis. It used to be home to the Globe Democrat, which was one of the major newspapers in St. Louis. And now they are outfitting it into office space specifically for very technical companies. St. Louis is becoming a geospatial hub, which I found out through this job. The building happens to be one of our clients too. And so we've got a lot of, you know, geospatial companies coming in. There's a production company in there, photographers, just because it's a really cool building to take pictures in. And they're getting some big name clients. Um, I don't know how much I can say right now, so I won't say too much. But yeah, look, it's like I said, it's becoming a hot spot in St. Louis, not just the companies they're attracting, but the building itself is putting a lot of money into it to become a cornerstone. So I I was, and I'm very proud to work there. I'm not going to lie. I think it's super cool. So I, I did like showing it off to you and Sam, but also the free parking because then where did we go? Then we went to the arch. We went to the arch and I got a video of you and Sam touching the arch. I sang my arch song. I said, they're going to touch the arch. And then you said, what was your words? I said, how did it feel? And you and Sam had the most negative <laughs> one so far. I said, it feels kind of dirty. You said, and Sam said, gross. <laughs> <laughs> you called the arch gross. That's a no-no. I wasn't no -no. calling That's the a no -no. arch itself gross. I was saying that touching the arch felt kind of dirty, like because a lot of people touch it right in that area. And so it just felt kind of grimy. That's how you know you're, you're in St. Louis, though. That's how you know you're touching something important. If it was clean, <laughs> that means nobody's touching it, which means it's not important. <laughs> yes, the arch... I, I, it's very cool. I'm biased, but it's very cool. It is very cool. We spent some time in the uh, the Arch Museum, which was really cool. Um, I didn't realize that the Arch was a national park. I'm super into national parks, so I got a stamp and I bought a mug. And the museum was awesome. It was a newer museum because the Arch didn't become a national park until like 2018. Yes. So it was very like multimedia and um, interactive. It was a really nice museum. Now, we went back on Saturday with Hillary's friend, Luke. He was in town, and we went through the museum again. And I found this out this last trip. I didn't even notice when we walked through the last time. The architect, whose name escapes me, that designed the arch, his firm was based in, I believe, Bloomfield Hills in Michigan. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's kind of cool. I thought that, that was cool. really interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. There's, and it's not just about the arch down there. It's, you know, it's, it's the Jefferson Memorial, like, National Park 
and I believe that's what the arch is for as well. It's for the, you know, the Lewis and Clark expedition, the Louisiana Purchase. So a lot of the museum is catered towards that as well. So it's not just mm -hmm. about the building of the arch, but it's like the expansion west and, you know, Lewis and Clark's journey and what the, the Civil War and how it played an effect in St. Louis and then building up the riverfront and how St. Louis came to be. So a lot of history can be learned in that museum. Yeah. And then we walked back to my car. <laughs> We found an interesting statue, by the way, and we, I'm still trying to figure out what it was. It was like this robot that was holding like this little man and it looked like he was about to bop him in the head with a hammer, like little bunny foo-foo. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it's Maybe. a little bunny foo-foo tribute. I feel like that's unlikely, but it could be. Well, after that, we drove you outside the city and we took you across the Missouri River to St. Charles, which is where Hillary hails from, and onto Main Street St. Charles. Also very historic. It reminds me of like Mackinac Island, to be honest. It's an all cobblestone road. All the buildings are very old, if not original. It's actually where Lewis and Clark started their journey. They started it in St. Charles. And I mean, so many fun shops. Sam got soap up his nose. <laughs> Lots of good eats. So I'll let you describe the shops we went in, the eateries that we had. Um... Well, we went into a soapery and smelled lots of soap. And I wasn't there when Sam got the soap up his nose, but um, he does still have a stain on his sweatshirt and it hasn't no. come out yet. So, <laughs> do you have like stain remover? Yeah, I need to try like some dish soap or something I'm and see so if I can sorry. get it out. <laughs> it's okay. It's not like it's not even it's my not... fault, but the fact that I was there with him, I feel like part of it's my fault. <laughs> I thought it was your fault. I thought you did it. Well, no. So we had a thing of soap and I kind of was like squeezing it very gently <laughs> to like waft the scent up. And then I handed it to Sam and I guess he didn't catch the memo of needing to squeeze it gently and he squeezed it a little too hard <laughs> just up the nose all over his sweatshirt. <laughs> And I felt so bad. I was like, should I have told him to not squeeze so hard? I was like, did I accidentally booby trap it? Did I like, but he, I don't think I did though, because he squeezed once before and it didn't go up. It was the second squeeze and then just like a geyser. And we didn't get kicked out. Also was a big plus. Nobody caught us. But yeah, the soapery was very fun. It was cool. I bought a bath bomb. Um, and then after that, we went, I think we went into the bookstore, which was fun. I also bought a book. Both things I did not need, but um, I found a book on the used bookshelf, so it was only $2. And what was the book? Um, it was called How to Be a Conscious Eater. It's oh, that's about, right. Like, eating foods that are good for the environment. Have you started said book yet? I have not. I'm in the middle of several books right now, so. All right. Well, we'll <laughs> revisit this topic probably next season, if we remember. Yep. I'll remember. I will remember. And then after the bookstore, we did Grandma's Cookies. Yes. Grandma's Cookies was excellent. So freaking good. There's always a... <laughs> A line like down the road and I never understood why until I got grandma's cookies and it's like oh yep I'll join this line any day of the week <laughs> it was very good um and then I think we went to lunch after that yes we went to Llewellyn's which was a pub and their food was very good mm -hmm. so good they also had good draft beer too they had mm -hmm. a blueberry beer and <laughs> Sam got it and then I got it but they didn't have enough for me. But they had half a glass, so I got half a glass for free. So I'm not going to complain about that. That was one of many times we got free food this week. That weekend, I know. But that one was <laughs> the less creepy version of getting free food, True. and we'll explain later. But after <laughs> Llewellyn's, 
And we'll we'll rank all these food places after we we get through you know the weekend. Uh, we also went to it's called Little O's. It's a sweet shop. They have homemade sodas, malt mm-hmm. shakes, gooey butter. It's like a sweet shop. It's like a old fashioned set up like a soda fountain, old drugstore kind of. So good. And you got the gooey butter cake. Thoughts on the gooey butter cake? The gooey butter cake was excellent. Definitely lived up to the hype. Now Georgia will try to claim it as their own. They lie. St. Louis. It's a St. Louis dessert. <laughs> and it's delicious. And I could only have a bite of Sam's ice cream, but Sam's ice cream was also excellent. So freaking good. I don't even remember which one he got. He got some kind of like cherry pie or something like that, which is oh, that's right. his favorite. So yeah. I got the seculose cookie, which is it's like drinking a gooey butter or not a gooey <laughs> butter, excuse me, a, a cookie butter shake. Oh, so good. I like when people visit just so it gives me an excuse to go get that. <laughs> And then at that point in the day, we were exhausted. So we went, came back to my house and we watched a little West Wing. Mm-hmm. I'm about eight episodes in. <laughs> I have been converted. It's a very good show. It is excellent. I'm curious how it's going to play out. There's been a couple episodes where I'm like, oh, I already don't like the direction this is going. How so? Were you here when Leo's wife left him? I mean, no, but I've, I've seen it. I know, but I'm trying to remember which episodes I saw with you. Well, that was a sad moment. Yeah. And then I peeked and found out they never get back together. And it's like, well, that's even more sad. But also it adds to the realism of the show. Not everything's sunshine and daisies. No. But yes, <laughs> very good show. And then we played more games that night, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about again at the end of the show. And then going to Sunday. Hoo-ha. Good night's sleep. You guys managed to get through the cat's rambunctiousness. Get into Sunday. I wake up. I mow the lawn because it needed mowing. And then we <laughs> took you to Delmar Street to Fitz's, which was the last place we ate out at. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on Fitz's? It was pretty good. It was... I mean, I wouldn't say that the food was like, I wouldn't rank it among like top restaurants of all time. It was good food. It's very good food. But the point of it is that they have their like fancy sodas. Yes, they they make their own sodas and they also are known for taking those sodas and making like these crazy, huge, out of this world floats, Mm -hmm. which we each got one, or at least you and Sam shared one and me and Hillary shared one for free. And this was the other time we were getting free food. But this one was kind of weird. I don't know how to explain it, but it was kind of weird. Our waiter was like really convinced that we were not eating enough. I know. Because then I finished my sandwich and he takes the plate. He's like, can I get you another sandwich? And it's like, is this Hansel and Gretel? Like, are you going to eat me? Like, are you going to throw me in that stove back there? Yeah, it was a little weird. And it's then like, wasn't that the one too who Sam had like two fries left on his plate and he was like, can I take that? Or are you still working on it? And he was like, oh, and he's like, no, you're still working on it. Yeah. You're still working on it. Like yeah. really intensely. <laughs> also, apparently ordering medium rare burgers in St. Louis is a weird thing because Sam did it twice yeah. and both times the waiter was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll uh, get you medium rare. Yeah, they rare. like made it weird. I've ordered medium rare once here and it was over the phone to a burger place. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know. I guess most people get medium or medium well. I don't know why they want to make a big deal out of it. I don't know. So now that we've gone through all the food places, I want you to rank your top three. Now, I did make you Oscar Mayer hot dogs. So if you want to rank how well I boiled those hot dogs, <laughs> you can let me know. But we'll exclude Courtesy Diner because as good as it was, it's it's diner food. You know, it wasn't it's not a St. Louis specialty. And we'll also exclude Grandma's Cookies and Little O's because although those are delicious, it's it's a sweet shop. We want we want the mm-hmm. restaurant experience. So 
between where you guys got brunch and dinner. And if you, you'll have to say the names of those because I don't think we have yet. Between those two, Fitz's, Llewellyn's, and of course, uh, my bae, Smoking Barrels Barbecue. <laughs> you got to rank those. I believe there's five of them. All right. Um. So I think first is Russell's, which is the place we went to for dinner Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it was very bougie. So it was very good. Really enjoyed the food there. And they had really good wine. And it was just a very nice, like oh, it was fancy. You know, it was supposed to be wine. a fancy restaurant. I see. Um, (laughs) That's why it's number one. (laughs) So number two, I think... I think number two is probably Smoking Barrels with a really close third at Llewellyn's. Yes. Because Llewellyn's is really good. It's... It's so good, especially on a cold day. You go and get like their shepherd's pie or I'm hoping they have they still have a somewhat limited menu. But when I first moved here, they had like bacon wrapped meatloaf with Mm. garlic mashed potatoes and green beans. But everything there is delicious. And their their draft list is always on point as well. All right. Now, between Fitz's and the brunch place, it wasn't Chris's, right? Chris's. Yeah. Yeah. We, We tried to go there once. Super busy on the weekends. Like you guys played it right going on a weekday <laughs> um i think chris's is probably number four and fitz's is at five okay but all like you said all good places all good places all good places we'll we'll put pictures up we'll have links to their sites i'm sure they'll like the publicity <laughs> not sure if they'll like it from us but hey you got to make connections somehow so th- that was the restaurant list but we had one more thing up our sleeve that's right the the big the big mama of it all we took you <laughs> to the St. Louis Zoo. Did you like it? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I thought you were going to say more. Sorry. No, 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 no. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I really liked the zoo. It was a ton of fun. And it was a very nice zoo. What was your favorite parts? There was a lot going on there. Um... I think honestly my favorite part was the sea lion show. Um, so cute. Dixie was a star that day. Dixie was a superstar. Um, that was honestly worth like the whole, we paid $15 for the like adventure pass so we could Mm -hmm. ride the train unlimited times and go to the show. And we got in the penguin house and stuff like that. And, uh, Definitely worth the $15 just for the sea lion show. It was very good. You got to see both brown bears, uh, Huckleberry and Flynn were very active (laughs) when we saw them. Callie the polar bear was very active. The penguins are always a delight. Yeah, the penguin house was really cool um, because you can walk through the penguin house and they're very close. Like it felt wrong to be so close to them. Which I understand why they have like ticketed access, not like because you have to pay for the tickets, but just because it's like timed access. So it's not crowded in there. And um, it was really cool. I felt very, I felt, it felt illegal. Like I, like we could have literally (laughs) like reached across and touched a puffin. Like it was just swimming right next to me. Like I could have just grabbed it. Not that I would have, but like someone could. There's usually a 50-50 chance when you walk by the puffins. There's usually one that's like just fluttering in the water and will like (laughs) splash you as you walk by that's how close you are to these guys it's crazy it's a really cool penguin house do you also we didn't see the monkeys but they're building a really cool monkey exhibit too so you'll Mm -hmm. have to come back and see that because there's gonna be like a course for the lemurs to run through i think part (laughs) of it's a lawsuit waiting to happen because there's a lot of things kids can climb and i just don't think that's gonna end well especially for how busy it can get there Uh yeah very cool zoo and we also (laughs) We did the the last thing we did was we took the train one whole loop around the zoo. 
and it was close to quitting time for the the train guys <laughs> who most usually the train guys at zoos as we all know are retired gentlemen looking for something to fill their afternoons the one guy who he was ready he was for five o'clock to come he was getting not having a good cranky. day <laughs> I'll have you explain it because I you could kind of see it. It was behind where me and Hillary were seating because we were we were far apart. We were at the front of the train and you guys were at the end of the train. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was um, it was funny because there was some kid was like sticking his arms out and the there's a conductor, you know, driving the train and then there's a conductor in the back watching and like narrating as you drive by. Um, and he also, it's his job to be like, Hey, get your, get your arms and legs inside the train. Hey, don't touch that. Um, which sound, I mean, I would be grumpy by the end of the day too. Um, but there was some kid that was like sticking his head out and like his arm and foot or whatever. And he was like, get your arm and leg back in the train. And then he must have some kind of like emergency brake on the back or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, because he like, all of a sudden the train just like stopped and we were going down a hill and it just stopped. And he was like, young man, your, your arm is going to get stuck on something and the train's going to keep moving and your arm is not. And then the train like started going again, like real slow. And then we got to the next stop. And I was like ready to watch this kid, to watch this guy come. Oh, like, we kick all this kid whipped off. around and we're like, ooh. <laughs> Um, so we're like watching and he storms up there and the kid got off before he could get there and he gets up there and he was like, they like smacked the train, like, darn it. Like I missed him. And then the other conductor comes storming back and I thought he was coming to yell at the kid too, but he was coming to yell at the other conductor because he was like, don't ever stop me on a hill like that unless someone's falling out. And cause like, you know, it was, you had to like ease back out of it without, it's not exactly a high powered train. Right. Um, but it was, it was funny. And then he got off at the next stop. Like the, the grumpy conductor did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was done. He was, uh, he was getting he was a like, that's hot. it. I'm done for the day. I can't do this anymore. Listen, I respect those guys though. We were all saying before too, we're like, man, when we retire, like this seems like the perfect job. And then by the end of it, we're like, hey, maybe we won't do that when we retire. <laughs> Like, can I just drive the train but not have to deal with the little shits? Right. <laughs> but yeah, and that was pretty much the trip. Came back to our house. We made some weenies, had some beers, fruit salad, sugar cookies. We shot the trailer, which I think ended up very well. Yes. And then we recorded the first <laughs> episode, which I also thought went very well. It did go very well. <laughs> the recording side of it didn't go very well. Yeah, that's okay, though. I was going to say, this has also been I'm, a great I'm episode. Glad that- that happened now and not for the wedding special. That's exactly what, as soon as it happened, I kind of like was like obviously frustrated in the moment. And then I got off the phone with you and I walked out and Hillary's like, are you okay? And I was like, better now than in November. Like <laughs> we can <laughs> deal with this one. So, and this was a great episode. It was fun. It honestly was super fun to rehash all this again. Cause like mm-hmm. I said, it was, I had a great time on the trip. Yeah. Well, we kept teasing it. It wasn't originally planned for the trip itinerary, but every night we ended up doing game night and we didn't prep Sam. We wish him the best of luck in his call of dutying right now, <laughs> but we do have Hillary. So Hillary's going to give a brief on how game night went. Now, real quick, just say the three games we played and kind of very quickly, very quickly, very briefly. Can you do it briefly? 
what were the games and you know their basic concepts okay um it's been a hot second so the three games we played the first one was quick wits and um very briefly uh you sit in a circle with your friends and there's a deck of cards in the middle and there's like five different symbols that could be on the card along with a category Everyone takes a turn picking up a card, and if two people pick up a card that has the same symbol on it, then they have to say the other person's category. So categories can be, I mean, anything. It's usually very sexual. So one of them was like um, uh, an- another word for boobs or something like that. Uh, or semen. Or Yeah, or semen. You mean something like that. <laughs> or wine countries was a big one we got caught up on. Um, and so you just, you keep going back and forth and picking up cards until the deck is gone and then you count your cards and whoever had the most cards at the end wins. Uh, the next one we played was code names and code names, you have a five by five grid, uh, and there are tiles and each of the tiles has a different word on it and there's two teams. So there is one code master who knows which tiles in that five by five grid your team has been assigned via a different card. Um, So you are trying to say one word to get your teammates to uh, guess your words that are designated as yours. There are red, blue, neutral, and then there's one kill card where if anyone guesses it at any point in the game, the game is automatically over. Um, so that's code names. And then obviously whoever gets all of their words first in the grid wins. And then what was the last game? Oh, wits and wagers. I forgot about that one. It's been, it's been a minute. Wits and wagers is the one where there are questions with numerical answers that everyone has a little dry erase board and they write down their answer on. So one of them was, uh, when was Disney, when did Disney World first open, I believe is one of them. And so everyone writes down their answer on their, um, on their little board. You lay out the, everyone's four or five or however many players there are. You lay down their, their little dry erase boards with their answer on it on the mat, uh, from smallest to largest. And then people can place bets on which answer they think is the actual answer. And then depending upon the placement on the mat, there are different rewards for getting the answer the closest. Um, so it can be like four times your bet, three times your bet, five times your bet, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and that was that was it. That was all of them, I think. I think I got them. Yeah, I think we only played three. Now, I loved Wits and Wagers because you didn't even have to guess Because you correctly. were so bad at it? No. I, for the record, <laughs> I won the second game. It's because you didn't have to be smart. You just had to wager correctly. So my guess is we're not that far off. No, they were pretty far off. But I could wager. I could bet on another person's answer and have no consequence on what I guessed. And that's how I won the second game. Yeah. yeah. The only reason that everyone had so much money the second game is because you were so confident in the fact that I knew when Disney opened. And me too, (laughs) because we're both going to Disney this year. And we have both talked to our partners, Sam and Rob, about the fact that it's the 50th anniversary this year. So if you just do some quick maths, that one should have been a (laughs) gimme for everyone. Well, the Russia one was what really started on me. That was your claim to fame that night. (laughs) So the question was... At their closest points, how close is the U.S. and Russia? And the answer was two. 2.5. 2.5. But Robbie said something about like, oh, they're really close. And then Sam joked, oh, he's going to say they're really close and then write down like 2,000. Two and we look over and Robbie's writing eight comma seven. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then he slowly <laughs> erased that answer and still did something really high, I think. I think I went with like 859. Yeah. Something. And then he did the inexplicable thing where he started doing decimal points in his answer, like <laughs> 3.71 for something, and expecting that that would actually be an answer. Okay. The answer had decimals in it, though. <laughs> Not that specific. I also guessed Wonder Woman was only 65 pounds because I thought maybe she had like bird bone structure and that's why she flew so high. <laughs> oh, that's also why she was really brittle, huh? She just broke her legs all the time. It was really weird. Well, she's also super. So that was that game. In Quick Wits, I finally guessed the wine region. I was very happy about that. Yeah, Nat pulled a card that said wine regions and I immediately, I think, started yelling Italy and France because I don't know any. <laughs> and to be fair, wine is certain made in those countries. I said it Napa, is. which is an actual yeah. wine one. Well, I was quickly shot down. And then for the next, I don't know, 15 minutes, Nat just dominated because anytime she matched with me or Sam, which was quite often, we just <laughs> threw our arms up because we didn't have an answer. And finally it got to Rob and he, he took that card away from her. It's okay. It worked out for me because um, cause I wasn't good at that game at all. So the only reason I had any cards was because of that card. Well, I specifically remember like three turns in a row. It, you just took Sam to school where he flipped <laughs> and he's like, nope. And then the one time he flipped and was like, I don't got this. And he took it and then you matched right again because that can happen. And then he's like, all right, here's two cards. Well, and also the one of the fun things about that game is part of the strategy is not to really come up with a word ahead of like look at other people's cards and try to come up with, you mean, something that matches that category part of it is just when you pull a card and you match with someone you just scream at them until you win you just scream <laughs> and you scream louder than the other person to disorient them until you have time to think of something and then you win that's what i did see i i go with that tactic but then i forget to think of an answer so i just keep screaming that's what it sounded like. And that's the game. And then we moved on to code names, which was also very fun. Me and Sam. You guys had some, some kind of weird energy. We were in a rhythm. <laughs> I, we, would, we would just keep going two. Two. We were going marching two by two. Hurrah. Hurrah. The boys go marching two by two. Hurrah. <laughs> we got it. Hurrah. There it is. And we just like, I think we, there was only one turn where we missed one. But other than that, I mean, we were boom, boom, boom. Like four games we played. It was magical. It was very magical. So that was game night in St. Louis. I think we've covered everything. Yeah, I think so. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about, about being in St. Louis? I mean, the cats. Yes, we got to meet all the cats. So that was fun. You got to see Pumpkin do an epic fail the one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I feel like was partially our fault because he was trying to avoid me. Yeah. But that's okay. It was, it was still hilarious. But yes, like I said, we loved having you here. I, for one, had a great weekend and it was good to see you in person, not just over the webcam. For sure. We had a great time. And now that we know what we did wrong in the recording, <laughs> the live, not the live wedding one, but the in-person wedding episode is going to be great because yes. we'll do some more testing before then as well. <laughs> For sure. Well, if you liked what you heard, make sure you listen to us on every platform you like to listen to podcasts, whether that be Podbean, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, where where you like to listen. Also, check out our Facebook page where we post the episode. We post fun pictures, polls, sometimes just chat. Sometimes I have to tell you that the episode's not coming out because the recording went haywire. Not very often. <laughs> But just in case, that's where you're going to get all of your hit and run information. So, Natalie, what did we learn a weekend ago? <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm, that's I can barely ever learn. I can barely ever remember what we learned in the last hour. Um, but you lived this. You lived this. Doesn't necessarily mean I learned anything. Let's see. We learned that while a very impressive feat of architecture, the arch itself is kind of gross up close. We also learned that gooey butter cake does in fact live up to the height. Um, it was delicious. And we learned that while tempting, it's not a good idea to steal a puffin from your local zoo. We also learned that me and Sam are a force to be reckoned with in code names. We learned that retiring into the life of a train conductor at your local zoo may not be for everyone. And we learned that when it comes to smoking meats, smoking Sam, the meat noob, is your go-to guy. This has been Hit and Run, some more Hit and Run summer season, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>